When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A mystery lurks around every corner. Sometimes the only way to work out why a trap has been set is to walk into it. And what you find may be shocking. Let me be clear. I'm the boss. And I decide what's flaring glory. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch this weekend, Friday, December 2nd through Sunday, December 4th. We're counting down the weekend's top five must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Break out the frogs, Star Wars fans. Baby Yoda and The Mandalorian are headed back to a screen near you. Disney announced Thursday that the highly anticipated third season of the Space Western will premiere March 1st, 2023 on Disney+. Plus. The Boys Season 4 is orchestrating a major, sure-to-be tumultuous family reunion. The R-rated Amazon superhero drama has cast Rosemarie DeWitt to play the absent mother of Jack Quaid's Huey Campbell. It was long assumed that Huey's mom had died, leaving Simon Pegg's Hugh Campbell Sr. a single father. However, the Season 2 finale revealed that she deserted them when Huey was six years old. And some fresh faces are also coming to Middle-Earth for Season 2 of The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. The blockbuster fantasy series has tapped seven new actors for its next installment, and that casting includes one notable recasting. Over the course of Season 1, viewers learned that the orcs were being led not by Sauron, who was in disguise, but by a dark elf named Adar. Adar was played by Joseph Maul in Season 1, but that role now goes to actor Sam Hazeldean. The six other actors joining the cast are Gabriel Akawudike, Yasin Zaitz Atur, Ben Daniels, Amelia Kenworthy, Nia Towell, and Nicholas Woodson. As with season one, Prime Video is keeping mum about who exactly they'll be playing. David Harbour is still hung up on one pretty unforgettable audition. The actor revealed in a visit to Jimmy Kimmel Live this week that he was invited to a table read for Madonna's 2011 film W.E. because the material girl herself thought that he was sexy, specifically because of his sex scene in Sam Mendes' 2008 film Revolutionary Road. You can hear Harbour explain the full experience at EW.com. Critics have reached a new consensus about the greatest films of all time. Every 10 years, the British Film Institute, via its magazine Sight and Sound, organizes an international poll of critics to list the 100 best movies ever made. The first winner was Bicycle Thieves in 1952, but for the next several decades, Orson Welles' masterpiece Citizen Kane reigned as the undisputed top pick, only to be finally surpassed by Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo in 2012. Those two films are still among the top three finishers on the 2022 list, which finally arrived this week, but a new favorite has shot past them to the number one spot, Jean Dielman, the 1975 drama directed by Belgian filmmaker Chantal Ackerman. That movie, along with many others on the list, is currently available to stream on the Criterion channel. 
And Green Book actor Frank Vallelonga Jr. has died. He was 60. New York police responded to a 911 call Monday in the Bronx and found Vallelonga unconscious and unresponsive on the ground outside a factory, according to a news release obtained by EW. A cause of death has not yet been determined, but authorities said Vallelonga had no obvious signs of trauma. Vallelonga had small roles in a few film and TV projects, including the Oscar-winning 2018 drama Green Book, based on the true story of the friendship between his father, Italian-American actor and former bouncer Frank Tony Lip Vallelonga, and black classical pianist Don Shirley. The younger Vallelonga portrayed Rudy, a relative of his father's character. Frank Vallelonga Jr. also starred in an episode each of The Sopranos and The Neighborhood, while his other film credits included his brother Nick's A Brilliant Disguise and In the Kingdom of the Blind, The Man with One Eye is King, as well as The Birthday Cake. For more on all of these stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. All right, folks, this weekend's number five pick is shaping up to be something explosive. ABC's The Rookie airs its fall finale on Sunday with back-to-back episodes. Officer Nolan and the team are investigating the death of a suspect in police custody. While researching, they discover a secret that could jeopardize everything Officer Juarez has worked for. Then Sergeant Gray and Luna head to visit their daughter Dominique in New York, only to realize she might be missing. But in the first hour, Nolan and Juarez have to move quickly when they stop a driver who has a bomb strapped around her neck. Have a listen. Ma'am, stop the car. He said to drive or he'd kill me. What is that around your neck? Have he said a bomb? I don't want to die. The driver's told to keep driving or the bomb would detonate. Clear the streets. We have to limit potential casualties. There's a second bomb. We need to disarm the bomb. You don't have to do this. Yes, I do. Wait, wait, wait! Well, you will not want to miss how that ends. The Rookie Fall Finale kicks off Sunday with new episodes at 9 and then 10 o'clock on ABC. It's trivia time. You might have spotted the rookie star Nathan Fillion in his police uniform recently, but it wasn't on the hit ABC drama. Instead, it was on a popular adult comedy in animated form. That's right. Fillion made a guest appearance on an animated show where he voiced and played himself. Which show was it? Rick and Morty, Human Resources, or Big Mouth? Stick around for the answer. Snow, Santa Claus, presents around the tree, December 25th. It's Christmas. Ever heard of it? Our next pick literally begs that same question. Matt Rogers, have you heard of Christmas? Comedian Matt Rogers, one half of the Las Culturistas podcast with Bowen Yang, is bringing the holiday cheer with his own Christmas musical comedy special. It'll feature performances of his original Christmas songs, which he promises will soon be classics, and a slew of skits about the holiday season. Here's a preview. So today, we have a really special guest coming in. Is it Santa Claus? Ho-ho! The fuck's that? My name is Matt Rogers, and I'm thrilled to be releasing an album on Christmas. I think our one concern was just that you're not a pop star, which would make it difficult to just put out a Christmas album. But I do love and think that it otherwise 
works. Also, it's Christmas. Tonight is the night we celebrate his son. I want to be synonymous with the color red. Festivity scenes, snow, huge. Who thinks they know the story of Santa Claus? Think again. I'ma have you back this Christmas. A tree that's so big at Rockefeller Center. Is that Hoda? Rockefeller Center. I'ma definitely fuck this Grinch. I do know the true meaning of Christmas. Well, what is it? Have you heard of Christmas? Uh, it's the day that Jesus died. Excuse me. It's a chop. Well, Matt Rogers may not be a pop star, but he sure has star power. Matt Rogers, have you heard of Christmas? Debuts tonight at 10 on Showtime. Oh, and uh, as an extra holiday gift, Rogers is sharing with everyone his viewing recommendations. So let's properly set him up here. Matt Rogers, what you watching? Like the rest of America and the world, I am watching The White Lotus. The second season takes place in Sicily, and you already knew that, didn't you? Because I'm sure you're watching it as well. But let me tell you some of my interesting hot takes about it. I think the Italian women are running away with the show. I love those actresses. I think that they are endlessly watchable, and I love that they're bringing some of the Italian style of acting to our American little screens. The bigness, the grandeur, the epic nature of what it is to give a big Italian emotion, I'm loving it. I'm also an Aubrey Plaza stan. I love Megan Fahey, and I just think that what Mike White has done with this season is just absolutely incredible, and I already was a fan. So please, unless you're living under a rock, Watch The White Lotus Sunday nights on HBO and also stream my special Have You Heard of Christmas on December 2nd on Showtime. Thanks. Bye. Snitches get stitches on our number three pick this weekend. The new Amazon Prime drama series Riches follows the ultra-wealthy Richards family. At the helm was Stephen Richards, the CEO of Flair and Glory, a successful cosmetics company. When he suddenly passes away, his entire fortune and the company's fate is up in the air, and his two sets of children, who all despise each other, are fighting for a seat at the table. Here's a preview. He hasn't been my father. Since a sunny day in 1993, when he told me, get a new family. Good. Just in time for the will reading. Someone's invited Dad's other kids. They even show up here. They are greedy gold diggers. Flair and glory is the culmination of everything I have worked for. It's time to entrust it to the safekeeping of the next generation. I leave all my shares to Nina and Simon. What? You bitch! Say it again. Flair and glory is ours, and she don't get to put her foot under the table. Are you sure you want to stay here? We have work to do. Mm -mm, you're not gonna have me working in these streets. Your father left it to you for a reason. They'll destroy that business. You really think someone hurt him? Things will get real ugly. Right about that. 
they want my company, they'll have to fight me for it. Looking down your nose, thinking you're better than everyone. Not everyone. That part. Let me be clear. I'm the boss. And I decide what's flair and glory. Ah, gotta love it. Power, greed, a passion to prove themselves. It is all at play here. So who will win? Well, you'll have to find out by watching the series debut of Riches, streaming now on Amazon Prime. All right, don't go anywhere. Our top two picks and soundbite of the week are coming up. What to watch? We'll be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. We're saying bonjour to the new trailer for the upcoming season of Emily in Paris. In season three, which debuts December 21st on Netflix, Emily is pulling double duty, trying to juggle secretly working for both the legacy PR firm Savoir and the new company her previous boss, Sylvie, started. And her struggle is still going strong to choose between Alfie, her new love, and Gabriel, her previous but still lit flame. And a moment with Alfie in the trailer is our soundbite of the week. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Gold girls. G- golden girls? Never mind. Number two. Our next pick tells the brutal, true story of an enslaved man who runs to his freedom and inspires the abolitionist movement with one photograph. In the movie Emancipation, Will Smith stars as Peter, who would later go on to be known as Whipped Peter, as a picture of his back covered in large, deep scars endured from a vicious whipping spread across the country. He begins as a devoted father and husband who is moved to a railroad camp away from his wife and kids. He escapes the human-inflicted horrors of the camp, only to be met with nature's own obstacle course when he treks through 40 miles of swamp and the hopes of making it to a Union safe hold in Baton Rouge. Here's a preview. Give thanks to God. The Lord is with us. What can a mere man do to me? Papa! I will come back to you! You walk the earth? Because I let you. I'm your god now. Slaves are free. We must get to Baton Rouge. Through this swamp. Lincoln's army is there. There are many ways to die in a swamp.
good to my family. What if you don't come back? Your papa is going to be back. Do not ever stop believing that. Well, as you can hear there, the movie is an intense one, but so is its importance. Will Smith and his co-stars Ben Foster and Charmaine Bingwell all sat down with EW, and among the many topics they discussed was the intensity of the shoot and how that translates to the screen. Have a listen. I don't know about YouTube, but this was without question the hardest film I've ever shot in my entire career. The, the, the swamp the gators and snakes and and spiders and 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 then covid we had a covid shutdown we had a hurricane, the hurricane. yeah you know we had the, the you know the, the heat index we were getting we were clipping up at 110 115 degrees we're having to shut down and i don't like bugs right so you know that that was a that that was a big one so being up to your neck in a swamp and you don't like bugs is uh, definitely a, a, a tester. All of that adds to what you see on on camera. It's like you can you can feel the difficulty of the shoot in the 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 texture of the the the, the scenes. You know, so it was grueling, but I, I I love it. I am as proud as I have ever been of of a piece of art. And just jumping on that, one of the things that was really powerful to me was that we shot on an actual plantation. Yes. And there was something that changed the mood and and mm-hmm. and got into everyone's spirit. And I'm sure you uh, you remember, Will. There was a, a background actor in in one of the scenes where yes. we're reunited, who was so moved that after we called cut, she kept screaming from the pain yeah. and the trauma of it. And, and these guys beautifully wrapped her around in love and spirit but there was something about being on the location where these events actually happened and yeah. and as Will was saying I just have to praise everyone from the PAs to all yes. the cast and all the crews yeah. everyone approached it like it was the most important thing that we're doing in their life and I think that's just a testament to the material and everyone's commitment. Charmaine uh, early on in the shoot uh, Antoine pulled me in to show me some footage and I, I don't like to watch myself, and, and that was fine because he wasn't going to show me that. He showed me a scene of you, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's a scene with you and your kids. Mm-hmm. And it's just me and Antoine watching it. And then he stops the scene, and I'm, you know, a bit of a mess. And I said, Antoine, the greatest compliment I could give you is one I'm going to give you right now. I've never given anyone before. I had to look away. I noticed. Wow. I noticed. I found myself having to look away yeah and what i'd say is what's so important about this movie is that it's not homework it's that we can't look away i've definitely felt the same about your guys performances at -hmm. times i mean wow you guys i mean will absolute tour de force and and Mm -hmm. ben the way you play him with such uh, he could be anyone you know yes and and it's a reminder that bad ideologies can live with with within anyone and and yeah the, just the way he's not outwardly villainous in nature yes, but inwardly exactly. it's kind of chilling
Well, you can check out video of that interview on EW.com or on the new episode of EW's The Awardist podcast on Monday. We discuss Smith's raw and devastating performance, as well as the potential ramifications of the Oscar slap on Emancipation. Meanwhile, you can check out that movie in theaters this weekend or mark your calendars for Monday, December 9th, when it makes its streaming debut on Apple TV+. James Bond has nothing on the MI5 agents on the series Slow Horses, which is back for a new season this weekend. Gary Oldman returns on the Apple TV Plus show as Jackson Lamb, a spymaster who rounds up his group of disgraced MI5 agents to investigate the death of a Cold War-era spy named Dickie Bo. Bo's death was decided to be from natural causes, but Lamb suspects otherwise and works to uncover the truth. Sharp tongue and all. Here's a preview. The slow horses. Not typical MI5. What's going on? Ex-service agent. Found dead. Cause of death. Heart failure. He was in his 60s, smoked, drank. Oh, I all that. Look at me. Huh? I'm in my prime. He left a note on his phone. Cicada. Russian sleeper agents embedded in British society. They've been reactivated. More people are going to die. If you uncovered the trail that quickly, it couldn't have been that well hidden. Thanks. Ma'am, I do not need the slow horses digging around the past. This feels too suspicious. What does that actually mean? There's more to it. Sleep back! I've been an alert. Exo traitor, right at the top. He has unfinished business. There is a plane packed with explosives. Thousands of people, they're gonna die. Sometimes the only way to work out why a trap has been set is to walk into it. Definitely going to encourage you to check this one out to see where that all leads. The first two episodes of Slow Horses Season 2 are streaming now on Apple TV+. And finally today, the answer to our trivia question. On which adult animated show did Nathan Fillion recently portray himself? Rick and Morty, Human Resources, or Big Mouth? Well, hopefully you don't summon the hormone monster if you didn't get this right. It's Big Mouth. The Canadian actor has voiced himself on the Netflix show in multiple episodes since season one. He is the object of Missy Foreman Greenwald's affection, a teenage girl who dreams of going on adventures with him through outer space. In the recent season six finale, the teens of Bridgeton endure a Freaky Friday-style body swap with various other characters, and Missy, of course, swaps with the one and only Nathan Fillion and ends up on the set of The Rookie. That is our show for this weekend. We will have more news and must-see picks for you on Monday, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I am Executive Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks for listening, and have a great weekend. 
This episode of What to Watch was written by Callie Shep, edited by Sammy Junio, produced by Ashley Boucher, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Chanel Johnson. What to Watch. 